set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Splash from 1984, directed by Ron Howard. So it's Mermaid, guys. So we're here with films that are focusing on the legends of mermaids or beings that live underwater. Mm -hmm. So for our first pick, we're going back to the 80s with Splash. Um, this idea kind of was brought forth from Ashley with <laughs> her decision that we cover a film that is coming out later this month um, for a rough cut. She's upset and she can't, doesn't have any right to be. So <laughs> um, yeah, this is in celebration of Disney's The Little Mermaid. They're not sponsoring this, but I just feel like it's going to be a hoot and a holler to witness because I have not seen any of these um live action disney movies in the theater yet so i can't wait we're gonna give that bailey sister some coin we're gonna see her i don't know what you're gonna call those those ginger locks <laughs> those i don't know if those are i don't know if those are locks I, I will get into it when the when the time comes but every time i see her i'm like are those what's going on up top but yeah it's gonna be a hoot and I know that you love mermaids. I know that your favorite movie or one of your favorite movies is the 1992 version or sorry, 1998, sorry, 1989 version of The Little Mermaid. <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of Aladdin because that's my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> my bad. So I was having, you know, we, we all have, we all struggle. So uh, yeah, we just thought that this would be a cool, little cute little moment, especially since I don't think we're going to even get to see or review the little mermaid until like june ish so let's just start now there's no time like the present to love on these fish people and the people who love the fish people mm -hmm. you know hashtag fish fucker fridays <laughs> um <laughs> i can't wait to this is why disney's never gonna call us aside from other things that we have said <laughs> yeah i mean this is the first time i have watched splash in about 60 years Mm. Um, I was not expecting some of the content that I, um, encountered in watching this. Mm -hmm. Um, being that when I was younger, I loved 1989's The Little Mermaid, the thing that changed the game for Disney that brought them back from being an underdog, changed everything about animation, yeah. brought Disney just back in the game. So <laughs> my parents was like, okay, she loves mermaids let's put this shit on so she could watch it so she could leave us alone mm. so they let me watch splash they also let me watch a lot of tom hanks movies so i have seen splash turner and hooch a league of their own big forrest gump countless countless times mm. um to a point that for forrest gump i could probably recite that movie from front to back <laughs> with ease mm. um so i have been a tom hanks Fan, I wouldn't say Stan because you can't. I'm not gonna write him letters, put nobody in trunks like that. But like, I have been a fan since early parts of my life. Um, and this is one of 
the films that I've like first encountered, I was like, oh, this man is a star. Like you see his like charm and charisma, that uniqueness, that talent just popping out with those like brown eyes and dark hair. I see it, boo. I see you. Does he have brown eyes? I think he does. I don't think he, Brittany, I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he, hold on. <laughs> I'm about to Google. I don't think he, is it like brown is green? No, brown. they're green. Oh, okay. Google, Google says moss green. Okay, Google with the specifics. <laughs> That's very intense. I don't know who decided that. Yeah, he, those are not brown. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's not one of us. He's not one of the crew. My, <laughs> you have to stay outside the club for that one. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I never. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of like, did I like Tom Hanks? I didn't really watch any. I've never seen Turner Hooch. I know about it. I've never seen Big. I also know about it. That's it's not my type of movie and it directly correlates to why I don't really like this movie that much either that we're about to talk about. But um, Forrest Gump, I think I saw the opening scene where he was running in the braces and it freaked me out <laughs> to a point where I was like, I can't watch this movie. I don't think I watched the movie until I was like in my mid twenties, like fully. And it was, I was like, damn, this shit is depressing. You like this movie? <laughs> this is mm. awful. I think my biggest like connection to Tom Hanks was Toy Story. Oh yeah, I forgot he's, he's Sheriff Woody. Sheriff Woody Pride, the most jealous little cowboy in the history of the game. A number one dyed in the wool hater. Yeah, I forgot he is. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy's number one boo. Yeah. Big time hater. Number mm. one. Uh there is no bigger hater than Sheriff Woody. But I don't really think. You know, he's just kind of there for me, like Tom Hanks is. I recently watched, um, what's the movie? Oh, Castaway. I recently watched that uh, mm. not too long ago. And I, I avoided it because it was so freaking long. But I mean, I was like, it's okay. I, I understand. And then I think I watched, I mean, I've seen more of his later movies, I guess, than more of his movies from the 80s. Because I've seen The Green Mile. I have seen, um, what's the one? Um, oh, um. With Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Isn't that the one? Isn't he in Catch Me If You Can? Yes, I have that movie and I like that movie a lot. And that's probably one of the few of his movies that I've rewatched several times besides Toy Story and its sequels. But yeah, I don't know why. Sometimes I know how famous he is, but sometimes I just be like, damn, Tom Hanks is just that dude. <laughs> like he's just some guy. <laughs> and I know he's bigger than that, but it just never, never registers. So, you know, this is my first experience with young Tom Hanks. What's interesting to me, like when I was looking back at some of the things about this movie is that this was like his movie that made him a star because he was mostly a TV actor. He had a show called Bosom Buddies at, <laughs> Woo! With the concept, it's about two friends that um, dress as women to live in an all-women apartment, and gender-related hijinks uh, ensue because they want to cheap rent. And the other star that like, is, it's not like Three Company. Yeah, it's kind of like his that. face wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Wasn't it Jack Tripper or something? I forget what it, I forgot, but yeah, the, I know the one that's not. <laughs> Yeah, not Chrissy. Not Chrissy. (laughs) Prior to this, he had done like just one other film. And when I was reading about like what um, Siskel and Ebert said about this film, 
I think Robert Ebert, Roger Ebert gave this like a thumb down or like two stars or something because he said that John Candy should have been the star, which I don't know about all that. Oh, that's a lot. (laughs) So it should have been the star because uh, Tom Hanks wasn't quite known well enough and John Candy wasn't more of an established person and like comedy and more recognizable. So I was like, okay. And for, I know me going back to watch this, like Tom Hanks is like already a star. Like I know that man. I know, I know that's my guy. Like I know him. So that was just interesting in reading about about it at the time. Well, maybe they got their, their wish because I was looking at this YouTube video, which I will mention here in a second. this movie called My Stepmother is an Alien with Kim Basinger and Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd. Is that the vibe that they wanted? Like some super everyday man? <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen that? No, this is also not my type of movie. I don't like movies like this. I'm going to be really honest. It gives me like the most uh, vicious anxiety to have like somebody who's like, I don't know about customs on earth because I'm from like, I don't really like that type of stuff. I knew that when I was when we were going to watch it that this is what it was going to be. But I just don't like stuff like that because it just takes too much time. You know, I'm just kind of like, get with it. Get with it faster than that, please. <laughs> I would say Kim Basinger in that movie is a little bit more quirky. Mm, that's too much. Than uh, Daryl Hannah as Madison in this. Like, yeah, and also she's trying to fit into a family with Allison Hannigan as her stepdaughter. Like, fill a role of a mother and have the expectations of being a mother and a wife and also being like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm an alien and I have my own customs as an alien and I don't understand what your earth customs are as both a woman, a human, a mother, a wife. I'm a fucking alien. So it's kind of like different. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing seeing the cast. It's a pretty well-known cast. Kim Basinger, Dan Aykroyd, Allison Hannigan. Seth Green, John Lovitz, uh, that guy Wesley Mann who you know, but I don't know. I didn't even know he had a name. Juliette Lewis and others. Um, this is not for me either. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm sure it's better than this, but I don't like any of that. I guess if they didn't like Thomas Hanks, Thomas of Hanks, it didn't matter because Big came out not too long after this and that's all she wrote. <laughs> the man has been pretty famous ever since then. <laughs> he has two Oscars. Like... I don't know. Can't take his career away from him. <laughs> he has Chet Hanks as a child. <laughs> and no one has thought to blame him yet. Everybody acts like Chet Hanks is, Chet Hanks is an anomaly. <laughs> I'd be like Tom, Thomas. We got to sit him down. Do you contact yeah. him for Thanksgiving dinner? Does he do this like, at the table while you carve the turkey? I'm curious. But the story about this is kind of interesting, especially when you see like who they had in mind for the role of Alan Bauer. They also thought about having um, Richard Gere was in consideration for this role. Michael Keaton, which would have worked because yeah. he's also has like some little comedy prowess. You can see that in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, Kevin Klein, Bill Murray, who didn't want to do this role because he was interested in doing more serious works, which also would probably be of best interest for everybody involved. When did he um, did and when did that even happen? <laughs> um when did that happen? Yeah. That didn't happen what to Lost and Translation. <laughs> yeah. Also uh, you know Bill Murray allegedly is 
kind of difficult to work with. He's pretty terrible from literally everybody. I've yeah, like any sort of like people like him, but then on the back end, everybody's like, do not. (laughs) Including like his longtime friends. Everybody. I think the only thing that is saving him most of the time is that he's funny and Ghostbusters and you know people and their nostalgia they'll kill over some nostalgia I don't give a fuck so I yeah I don't know how that would work has he ever well has he played really romantic characters um like the only person the only character I can think of that's supposed (laughs) to be like a romantic lead Mm. is two movies one he's supposed to be like the womanizer romantic dude member of the Ghostbusters which no and then yeah. secondly in um Groundhog Day that oh. is a romantic comedy like is he is you're supposed to think of him as like a romantically in Groundhog Day but also is Bill Murray and again no is Andy McDowell love her but again your romantic interest is Bill Murray I don't know all about that who so in Groundhog Day Oh wait, is is it Andy McDowell or the lady that looks like Andy McDowell? Um, let me look. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right, Andy McDowell. I've never seen this movie either. I don't think it's another trope that I'm just like not into. I don't like that repetitive. I can't do it. I think Scrooge was gotta like this, right? Though we're getting too deep into we're getting too deep into Bill Murray. <laughs> Scrooge is when he is a bad person is visited is basically it's yeah it's it's what it's um the Christmas whatever yeah um Christmas but, Carol. yeah um but i thought there was like some repetitive thing about it too that it kind of rewinds over and over again i just don't like stuff like that there's a lot of types we're gonna get into some movies i really don't like some movie types i just avoid uh um with and, a passion this is like my jam i love all this stuff see wait so who was who was casted for the women do you know or who was um not the woman, but who was looked at for Madison? One more person that I am very interested in as the like every man for this role would have been John Travolta. I would have loved to see that film. I just want to know what that looks like. I don't think his career was doing too hot then, was it? No, I Amy, mean, we would be, this is like early 80s. We would be like Grease. Then we would have blowout, and then we would be gearing up for like um. There's nothing else. Look who's talking in like the late eighties. Yeah, but um, perfect would have been in there somewhere. So you know, nineteen eighty five. This could have been something for. He didn't work between nineteen eighty five and nineteen eighty nine. I mean, that would have been okay, I guess. Yeah, it could have. It could have done a little spice one. I see why they picked Tom Hanks. You know, I think it's funny that he was like nobody wanted to work with Disney in the eighties, which I do not doubt. <laughs> Yeah, they, I one hundred percent understand. It was looking real shaky. I'm girl. If they didn't have the Little Mermaid, <laughs> it would yeah. have been curtains. We would not be having these problems that we're currently having with them now. For Madison, they were considering like um, they. It had already been turned down by like Tatum O'Neill, Michelle Pfeiffer, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Melanie Griffith, Diane Lane, PJ Souls, Kathleen mm-hmm. Turner, and Sharon Stone. Can you imagine so, Kathleen Turner with, with that voice? I that would have been like a totally different vibe, but also a vibe that I am into a completely. That, that smokes three packs a day or whatever. This is this is a result of you throwing your garbage like your wallet into the ocean. I don't know if they were on that wavelength quite yet. I mean, I think it was still mostly hippie talk 
at that stage. Yeah. I don't know if we have really gotten to the, the meat and potatoes of just how bad the oceans are, which you yeah. can see in various pictures. Uh, I think those would all be good roles. Daryl Hannah kind of had a an up and coming career. Even I didn't really recognize any of the movies that she was in prior to this besides Blade Runner, which I also did not realize that she was in Blade Runner. I just recently, I don't even think I, no, I fell asleep watching Blade Runner. Oh, and I just trash. <laughs> watched the Blade Runner 2049, like recently. Yeah, I don't know if I really even like the original Blade Runner that much, but I mean, I'm looking, um, let me see which one she, let me see if I can find a picture of her in the movie. Cause I really, I genuinely, oh, oh, she's like the punky girl with the white makeup. I don't know if you got, if you fell asleep, I don't know if you ever saw her. She was the punky girl with the white, like a blonde wig. And she had the cool, like black eye makeup that went like a bar across her face. Um, which you see all the time in later things. Um, oh, okay, Ger- no, I always call it the Gerard Way, My Chemical Romance makeup. Mm-hmm, but, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't realize that was her. She looks so different. She doesn't look so different. I guess because I'm not, I'm not that familiar with Dale Hannah's like work. I mean, the one I would know the best is from Kill Bill, but I don't. Um, yeah, I was looking through some of the stuff that she's done, and I was like, I've never seen Grumpier Old Men or any of those movies, mm-hmm. so um, I had no idea that she had done Blade Runner, so that's pretty cool, but apparently Disney didn't know anything about her. <laughs> they were just kind of like, hey, there's this girl, like, is she funny? Like, is she... <laughs> Ron Hatter- Howard was like, I want Daryl Hannah, but they don't really know what I'm talking about. They don't know who she is, and they don't really... They're not seeing it, so... It was interesting to read that, um, that both of them are kind of just like, the studio was like, I guess. <laughs> You're like, I guess we'll take a, a chance on this. Mm, I mean, These two actors. They mm. weren't spoiled for choice at the time. So they had to do what they had to do. Is this going to cost us a lot of money? No. Okay. We don't have any Let's money. <laughs> also, and not a lot of money. I don't remember even how much they spent on this month, on this movie at the time. The budget was $11 million. I don't even know how much that is. And for that time period, I don't really know how much that is. Is that very expensive? I guess it's not that cheap. Or I guess it's not that expensive in comparison to other things that were coming out. But, you know, Disney again, the 80s were. <laughs> it was almost a final nail in the coffin. <laughs> and they have that hit at the end. Oh boy, this would be an entirely different world. We would be living in entirely different everything. We would be living in the Don Bluth animation era. <laughs> Don- and that's the truth. Don tried to uh, traumatize me every five years between the mid 80s to like 2003 blues. We speak your name. (laughs) Really, you really had it out for me more than a few times, sir. (laughs) That's what we would be living in. Mm. And I feel like we would we will be talking more about what happened to Disney in between what, 19... 70 something in 1989 mm-hmm. when we talk about the little mermaid because mm-hmm. it's a big yikes the black cauldron almost 
tanked the entire company. I don't know why for they that was a good movie. Oliver <laughs> Company. Oh, Oliver Company. Fox and the Hound, The Rescuers. Oh, oh wow. Mm. And they're not bad, but they're not great. <laughs> Fox mm. and the Hound is fucked up, though. I'm just, I'm, I see why Tim Burton enjoyed working on that one, but <laughs> I hated so much of the 70s to 80s. I don't think I've even seen The Black Cauldron. It's very hard to find. They just put it on the cursed Disney Plus, I believe. Oh, did they? They finally let it out yeah. the vault. They're finally yeah. <laughs> they finally freed it. They finally made peace with their shame. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what a time. What a time. Mm-hmm. We almost got a glimpse into an alternate universe. Uh so we, I guess we should talk about like what this movie is about, maybe, before we get into some other things I wanna talk about specifically with this trope this film is based on a very like very simple premise it was based on the idea of a mermaid comes to new york city that's what the story is about it's a story about a man meets a mermaid when he is very young after falling off a boat Mm -hmm. in cape cod Mm -hmm. in the 60s and he um Reconnects with the mermaid later. Yeah, after a bad breakup, he's feeling low. He's feeling like he's going to die alone. And he once again falls into uh, Cape Cod. (laughs) And he is rescued by a woman who turns out to be a mermaid. Did they consult, like, is this, did they look at the little mermaid? I guess the the original little mermaid is very sad. And it is not necessarily the same. And like mermaids exist in multiple cultures of the world. But I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like was the Little Mermaid that well known when this movie came out? The fairy tale? Like the, yeah, like the fairy tale. Because my concept of the Little Mermaid is from the movie. <laughs> so I don't know what people in the 80s knew about the Little Mermaid. I couldn't, when I was like looking into this, I couldn't find an answer for mm-hmm. that per se, because when watching this particular movie, there are certain aspects of this film that I feel are directly relatable to Little Mermaid 1989 Mm. that have absolutely nothing to do with the fairy tale at all. Mm. And they're like scenes that kind of like are similar. Mm. Like the naming scene where you like are guessing the name. The scene at the end too. Yeah. Like see that thing at the end, which we'll talk about. But yeah, yeah. I thought about that and I was like, oh, look, Triton's home. <laughs> yeah. Triton's about to go beat up on <laughs> poor Alan. So I was just wondering if, you know how sometimes like things, when a movie is very successful, Mm-hmm. how it come becomes part of like just pop culture and how through osmosis it may influence other works. Yeah. Okay, this movie came out what uh what year? 1984. Uh, 4. Yeah, that would have been enough time for them to be like, "Hey, let's uh <laughs> let's capitalize on this a little bit." Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll dig some more cuz I didn't actually look at that, but I was thinking like what was the what was the fairy tale game like back then? Were people trading stories about the Little Mermaid or whatever? But mermaids in general have such a long history. <laughs> yes. And a thing about Disney as a whole is I know with Walt Disney, he had like a vision for his storytelling. Like he's like, okay, 
boom, my first story about to sell Snow White and the Seven Doors. So he has like a plan. He had, before he went to hell, he had a plan of stories that he wanted to tell for a very long time. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, with Frozen, he had been trying to tell the Ice Queen since like the 50s or 60s. Well, no. But like the 50s (laughs) and over the years, like how the method of how he told that story changed until you got frozen because someone looked back at the notes and was like, okay, well, I wanted to tell this and this is the method in which we're going to tell it to reach modern audiences. Just giving, digging in archives. Yeah. Once again, that vault, that vault swung open for all of half a second and they went and grabbed (laughs) Just like, they piss me off with that Disney ball. I swear to God, <laughs> they really do. It's such a such a capitalistic. Yeah, their means of selling VHSs for like three months, and then yeah, like, oh, it's off oh. the market. Oh, it's back open. Oh. It's back in the vault. There's a YouTube video I want to talk about that I watched um, that deals with one of the main tropes of this movie, which is the um, born sexy yesterday trope (laughs) Mm. coined by somebody on youtube i let me look and see if i can find this person's name um or at least the channel's name but it has to do mainly with sci-fi but also this movie which is um characters mostly female characters who are young and naive in attitude and behavior but they are banging in the body (laughs) like lilu Lilu Dallas, multi-pass. Yeah, her um, various episodes of Star Trek. Um, what is this person? Okay, pop culture detective. I watched this movie, or, or sorry, I watched this video essay earlier. Um, I got the dental disc, so I didn't go through the whole thing. I got maybe, I think I got like maybe three or four minutes more. It's like an 18 minute long video essay. And they talk about um, a lot of these movies particularly in sci-fi uh where a woman is created or she pops up from wherever the hell and she can't speak the language and she can't really communicate but can she have sex with some help yes she can isn't that so convenient and i feel like it happens here but also like she's aggressive (laughs) i don't know whose idea of the fantasy that was like she don't know how to speak english but my God, can she make out with poor Alan? <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. Uh, what is the trope? Let me see. It says that, in my notes, it says a man who's dissatisfied with his love life, Alan, uh, who can't find a woman from his own world, relatively unremarkable, which he kind of is. <laughs> He's not anything. He is definitely an every, every man, um, but he finds uh, his person... He's so remarkable, interesting to the born sexy yesterday person, um, most likely a woman, very rarely ever is it a man um, because of the power dynamic. But you can see these things. And there's a classic movie from the 50s called Born Yesterday, where a girl, like, she knows she's dumb, but she's like, I get everything I want anyway. I know I'm an idiot. But also the fifth element, Forbidden Planet, The Time Machine, Tron Legacy, The Original Planet of the Apes, The New World, um, various episodes of Star Trek, apparently. <laughs> Captain Kirk was always finding a new one, I guess, on every planet <laughs> in the galaxy. Um, and I think the the way one of the rare times it's ever flipped is in Big, 
which I have not seen. But um, uh, apparently, yeah. I guess she ends up loving him in spite of his naivety and not because he's naive. Um, you'll have to corroborate that because I have not seen. <laughs> You've never seen Big. So I know there's a giant uh, keyboard and FAO shorts. <laughs> That's all I know. Major thing with Big is he's a 13 year old child in a grown man's body. That's so. Disgusting. It is a a baby man, like a literal baby man. It's a baby man. It's a 13-year-old in a Tom Hanks body. Um, so she doesn't she doesn't know that he's a child. Oh, he's but he behaves. Yeah, she he behaves like a child. Mm. Like, let's do, let's eat nachos, let's go skateboard. So she thinks he's an immature man, but no, he's a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) And at the end of the movie, the magic wish goes back that he is a 13-year-old again. Oh, he wishes to be a a grown man. Yeah, he, like, he makes a magic wish to be big. So he wakes up as a, as a, he wakes up as a grown-ass man. So that's the big wish. I don't like stuff like that. I I genuinely I don't. I don't like switcheroos. I don't like Freaky Friday shit. I don't. I feel like I'm gonna be a buzzkill this episode, but I really don't. <laughs> I this. Oh, I don't like stuff like that. Okay, well we've got the gist. It ha- the 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 YouTube video is interesting, but if you would like to watch this, I will put the link in our show notes. It's very interesting to see how it has been kind of done across multiple decades at this point. So like at least 70 years worth of of this and probably more um, if you go back even further. So um, I think, uh, yeah, it was, whew, as soon as I saw Young Madison and I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the one, that's the one. Um, so we can get started with the actual movie. Um, like Brittany said, it's about a kid who falls off a boat in Cape Cod and um, very interesting family dynamic because there's two of them and one of them is so gross. <laughs> one is a pervert. Um, one is a child pervert who goes into an adult pervert. You got to nip that shit in the bud early. He's yeah. throwing money on the ground and um, looking at women's skirts on the boat. He's just doing this everywhere. He does this as an adult too. This is Freddie played by John Candy. If this had been Tom Hanks, I don't think we would like Tom Hanks as much. No. (laughs) Later years. (laughs) No. Like, no. Like it works for John Candy, but (laughs) I just can't imagine. Like what's the worst, what's the most asshole-ish role that Tom Hanks has played? I can't even think of an asshole role that uh, I think of the guy from Elvis. Oh yeah, well, he's oh, and again, and that's an issue because he's wearing a fat suit. I don't know what was going on with the eighties. Like I don't understand why Freddie had to be a a. Per- he's not even like a Lothario. He's just a pervert. No, he's just weird. He's a pervert. Although he's gotten married a bunch of times. Yeah. More than Alan can say. <laughs> Alan cannot say the same. But um, while they're on this boat, he uh, Alan is staring out into the ocean. Um, and I guess he's, what, hypnotized by yeah. 
the sparkliness of the, I don't know what that, that scientific the shimmer. Is. Yeah. The shimmer on the water and he's hypnotized and he jumps right in. Can he swim? No, I don't know. I mean, at that age, I've, I've done that before. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Uh, learn to swim everybody it is important especially in these perilous times when the climate's about to get a little funny uh he almost drowns but he's having a good time while he's yeah, drowning because he sees a mermaid he's, yeah he's, he's a little mermaid mm-hmm. it's a little mermaid not like a mermaid like yeah this is a child this of, is a child-sized mermaid yes this is yeah. an actual like kid and you know he's holding her hand or whatever and i guess he's about to i don't know reach the crossroads (laughs) and somebody jumps in and pulls him out and the mermaid is heartbroken and he can't remember a thing apparently i don't think he he remembers drowning or almost drowning but he doesn't remember the mermaid i think he thought it was too ridiculous yeah he's trying to repress the memory of merpeople Mm, trauma (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trauma of that fishtail and uh 20 years later in new york alan is a produce supplier is that what yeah it is? i was searching yeah. for the term for a while <laughs> i was calling him a fruit dealer but yeah. that's also not appropriate i don't think yeah i was like is he a delivery person like i didn't understand what he was doing but yeah he works like at the docks he does the produce supply for people i think he took it over after his father died um and his older brother well i don't know if he's his older brother i don't know what their sibling relationship is but yeah freddie played by john candy as we said is red zipping around in a sports car bright red sports car bragging about his newly published article in penthouse magazine called Mm -hmm. a lesbian no more (laughs) Yeah. So we should say too, because we were talking about Disney. This is not Disney Disney. This is Touchtone Pictures, which is owned uh, by for, Disney. A, for adults. Cause yes. if you're watching like we did, which is on Disney Plus, you will not see any of this because it's censored. But you could tell it was uncensored <laughs> in the original. Oh, isn't it like um because he's looking at actual penthouse magazines and he's oh, distributed them. Amongst oh. like the whole staff, like yeah. proud of his accomplishments. Like, yes, I wrote this mm. letter to Penthouse and they published my work of its fiction um in there. And I'm so proud of me. Mm. Look, like this is workplace harassment, Freddie. I want you in jail. I that's funny though, because I didn't even recognize that you can see the pictures um from uh-huh. The penthouse, I just was like, this is a lot going on. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was yeah. like, oh, this is not a kid's kid's movie. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I've seen is, this so many times. Yeah. This was rated PG at the time because the MPAA PG-13 rating did not come out until four months after this movie was released. So there was no... um there was no distinction between like PG and R. Really, <laughs> I mean, there was no like middle ground between PG and R pg and x i guess and whatever it was just like yeah it's all right and then yeah <laughs> full-scale nudity i guess i don't know full frontal nudity maybe because i mean you see her butt in this movie yeah um i think they had covered up her butt with more hair yeah they added more hair on the butt disney you need to you need to live your truth okay you want movies you wanted money just like everybody else 
<laughs> you didn't care. I want you to live your truth. Why are you censoring? Yeah. Y'all let Ron Howard, America's son, do this. America's this is age. America's, this is literally America's son. Mm-hmm. Y'all raised this man. Mm-hmm. Ron Howard of Happy Days, which Tom Hanks is also in Happy Days. This is Opie. <laughs> and y'all, y'all let him do this. I mean, he didn't write the script, so. This was his, his, his interpretation of the script. <laughs> um, I guess at this point, we kind of get a little bit of backstory on Alan in the last 20 years because he's very busy and his brother is kind of a fuck up. And I guess his brother wants to be involved with the business, but Alan has the good sense to be just like, yo, like keep it cute over there. Um, but Alan has a girlfriend named Victoria who breaks up with him over the phone. Which good for her. Yeah, shout out to her. She, she asked a question like, basically from what we gather, she asked, do you love me? <laughs> Because I have moved all my shit out of our apartment. Yes. And so my final question to you is, do you love me? Yeah. And he's like, well, I love the concept of you. Basically, oh in the response. Whose fault is that? Is that Nora Ephron's or somebody? So it's got to be somebody who is like, I'm not in love with you. I'm just in love with the concept of you. That has to be a Nora banger because, girl. <laughs> is that from Sleepless in Seattle, which doesn't come out until the 90s? Feel like it might have been in one of those Nora bangers, honestly. It's gotta be a Nora, like it's gotta be a a a, a Nora. When line. Harry Miss Sally. Yeah, oh yeah. I feel like it is in here when Harry Miss Sally. Oh, maybe it is. That's sad because we we watched Harry <laughs> But that sounds like something, yeah. Because he's like, I can't he's like, Yeah, I love you, but like in what sense? <laughs> something it's so oh. Men, it's either yes or no. Yeah, it's very simple. Like, you either do or you don't. And it's obviously, he stalled for time. He's just like, uh, <laughs> and he couldn't answer the question. And then she's like, all right, got it. And she hung Click. And yeah, like Peppa Pig. And she picked that phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just sitting there looking stupid because you did this you couldn't answer the question and you know in your heart of hearts that you didn't love that woman and she was wasting her time and she knew <laughs> exactly like i don't even know i guess it's give like the the vibe is that he's an, an a workaholic maybe mm-hmm. but he's just like dealing i was getting mom. more i was getting workaholic slash non-committal yeah but there, we never really get a reason why he's so non-committal. He just like there's something missing in his heart, and we never really find out why or where that comes from. Like if he was John Candy doing upskirts, I was like, okay, yeah, of course you don't have anything there because you're a pervert. But <laughs> we don't yeah. really ever get why, especially since later on, um, Alan is depressed and drunk after like a wedding that he's. I don't know who, I guess a family wedding friend, somebody, mm-hmm. and he's embarrassing the hell out of everybody, including himself. <laughs> he's talking mm-hmm. to this couple at the bar. They're like, you guys are so in love. I can tell. And they're like, we just met. Can you leave us alone? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's talking about how he wants to get married and have kids and see his kids play a tooth in the school play, which I thought was funny. <laughs> mm. And he's like, I'm going to just have the business. 
and grow old and die alone. And I was like, where is this coming from? <laughs> but in the thing about it, like he was, it wasn't like he met Veronica like yesterday. From what I got, no. he was in a long-term relationship with her. He, she was in the house. We'll see because, you know, he, he moves kind of fast in this movie. <laughs> he do. I mean, he was moving wild. In and out in six days. She was there for six that days. Six. It was three. It oh, was yeah. In three business days. That is true. Because then, yeah, all the other stuff happens. But she's on land for six days. And so mm-hmm. she's like, I got a week vacation here on Earth. So <laughs> I'm yeah. here on land on vacation. Yeah, I'm trying to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. This is my all expense paid vacation, and you are mm-hmm. paying the expenses. <laughs> testing out these legs today yeah exactly and i i didn't really understand him and that reasoning alone maybe he don't want to be like freddie because freddie's been married multiple times quickie marriages by the sound of it so and he's not married when they uh like in this movie so i don't know what wife he's on like what wife number <laughs> he's definitely on- three because it was like, bro, I, you brought a date to one of your weddings. Like, and that, I was yeah, like, miss. Very, yeah, that's Ready. that's the level of ghetto I haven't really. <laughs> I hope to never experience. But um, yeah, he's all crying and stuff and, and depressed and junk. And even Freddie's um, offer of two girls that he found at the bar, like that don't have that doesn't really get him going. So he takes a taxi to Cape Cod. Why was this taxi driver trying to kill him? I was not understanding. Was it just, though those New York cabbies are really aggressive? <laughs> you know show. what life is like in the city. I guess. I mean, he really did try to almost like smash his head against the against that little partition. But um, he just tried to make sure that he had the money to go the 300 miles north to Cape, uh, Cape Cod. And he did. Um, I don't know how much that would cost then <laughs> or now. Mm. Imagine an Uber in 300 miles. Oh, no. no. <laughs> no. I was like giving my, my whole paycheck. Uh, mm. So Alan makes it to Cape Cod while he's on the beach because um, he got dropped off on the wrong side. I guess he wanted to go to a particular island. Um, there is a scientist and his assistants played by one Eugene Levy. Was Eugene Levy well-known back then i'm guessing no but i don't actually know for sure i feel like eugene levy was doing like his comedy work with ctv is it ctv oh sctv which is like um canadian i think saturday night live yeah it's uh eugene is canadian um so at that time, he probably would have been known for that. And then he has been in some movies at that time, like Heavy Metal. He got two Primetime Emmy Awards for SCTV. He's also in National Lampoon's Vacation um, and some other things, something called Foxy Lady in, the ni- in, in 1971, uh, Nothing Personal in 1980. I don't know any of these. So... I don't know anything until we get to about Splash and then Father of the Bride and then some other stuff. And then we start picking it up with like uh, American Pie and Best in Show. And then that's when we really get <laughs> to the um, to the stuff that I know. But um, 
Yeah, he's like a weird scientist. His name is Walter, and he is on a mission to find and I guess bring in a mermaid or at least expose the existence of mermaids. Friends, family, concerned peoples, if you want to have a discovery, just know that people will not treat your discovery well most of the time. <laughs> I, I'm i sorry. I can't treat you with respect if you're like, I'm going out and I'm going to find a unicorn. <laughs> like if you say you have a scientific like your whole scientific research is based on a creature of myth you gotta get the fuck out of my face I'm sorry I mean, that's not new I mean in this day and age it would be kind of like what are we doing are we still looking for the philosopher's stone like what are we talking about in the 80s like if it was like 1331 sure like, like, like I'm going on a quest to find a unicorn yeah I got my my um herbs and shit <laughs> But it's 1984. You're not going on a quest to find a mermaid. Like, I'm not going to sea to find a manatee <laughs> and say it's a mermaid. Like, yes, yeah, <laughs> the sea cows of my youth. Big up to the manatee. I don't know if it's still endangered. It might be. Please don't hit manatees with your speedboat. If you ever have a speedboat in the fascist state of Florida, please. Just take care of the manatees. If you don't take care of nothing else, please don't run over those beautiful babies. That was a yeah, big thing when so I was a child. Cute. That was a big, huge thing when I was a child was speedboats hitting manatees. Aww. And I felt so bad for them. And so I have a special place for those little cows in my heart. So please be nice to the manatee mermaid people. Um, yeah, I don't know about doing alchemy in 1984. <laughs> He's like, it's 1984. Hell yeah, I'm about to go find some mermaids. Like, <laughs> At least say, like, I'm going to find a rare, like, glow-in-the-dark, ugly fish and shit that they got at the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. And they always be pulling up and shit. And then, oh, my God, I found a mermaid, too. <laughs> like yeah, that would be a bit more um, advantageous to us as a people because we don't know the secrets of the deep quite yet, uh, even as the world slowly comes to an end and the sea boils. <laughs> They are Beyond. always pulling out scary shit. Yeah, like, and every I feel day. Like as as the sea gets hotter, they will be pulling up more and more scary shit. And um, he could have just done that. Go find you an angler, or not an angler. I don't know what those things are called. Um, but do one of those. Do some way down there. Don't look for people in the ocean. That's weird. Yeah. Mm -mm. it's like and and we have no evidence that he even saw a glimpse of a mermaid he just assumed yeah. mermaids are down there and it's like Sir. yeah we get a little bit more of his backstory later because his mentor was like what you doing and he was like you're the one who told me about mermaids and he was like that was for fun <laughs> that was not to be taken literally that was not for you to base your entire scientific career and i was like what science would you even use to like would you be looking for the lost city of atlantis in this <laughs> Respect. I mean, that would be my next thing. I'd be like, so, because like, she ha she can't be, to me, she can't be the only one down there. No, she's like, not. It's other mer people. Like, she comes from a mer community. Like, she has a mer target. Like, mm -hmm. it's mer things down there. She has mer culture. It's yes. a mer culture down there. Yeah. But how she has know? a language. But how did he know? Did he just study some ancient text and triangulate some coordinates and said, I got to go to Cape Cod on this day in this part of the year? 
Like, what? <laughs> if you had to go look for a mythic creature, what would you go look for? Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, naturally, it would be mermaids and then okay. it would be unicorns. And okay. then it would be a phoenix and a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> a griffin. <laughs> a griffin? I think that would no. be. What's a gri- Wait, what is a griffin? Isn't that like a dragon kind of beast? Is like is that the thing that has like a beak and then the paws yeah. and then yeah. the wings? Yeah, one of them. I'm doing a um, it's like a half bird, half lion with the like Pegasus wings, kind of. It's a lot going mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that was mermaids are number one though. I mean, they are. Yeah. Sometimes they're pretty and sometimes they're ghastly, depending on which who is, uh, mm-hmm. who is writing the the story at the time um mm-hmm. because i've heard that they're not the best <laughs> i feel like more recent times they become like oh no please do not be in the sea with the mermaid because they'll kill you mm-hmm. you know what no i would do a sphinx what are those things? are the sphinxes from um never ending story you know the ones are those the are those are those sphinxes i have literally never seen that movie oh my god Brittany! what the hell are we doing <laughs> I mean, it, I have been in the room with it, but I have never seen it. I can't believe you've never seen their ringing story. Brittany, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, I've seen the important bits. I got a good pairing now, so I can't wait to spring that on you one day. <laughs> I have a great pairing, actually. Um, so back to the story at hand. Um, Walter does not trust... Alan, he thinks he's a rival scientist or like a spy or something. So he will not give Alan a ride to the island. So Alan finds some random man with like the most rickiest boat ever to take him across. And the engine ends up sputtering because of something the guy did when he shakes the boat to scare Alan. <laughs> he's like, oh, I think I got water in the motor. And then they can't get it started. So then he jumps out of the boat and is like, yeah, I'm going to swim to shore and get another boat mm-hmm. to take. <laughs> it didn't make any fucking sense. So Alan is by himself and he tries to start the motor and he does, but he's knocked out of the boat. Um, and the boat ends up basically running him over, similar to how people do manatees. They will have their well, revenge. Also, what? I was, I was like, kind of like in sleepaway camp. What happens in Sleepaway Camp? I don't like that movie. Can we yeah. elaborate? When everybody got hit by a boat. When everybody got hit by the boat. When does that mm-hmm. happen? In the beginning, everybody got hit by the boat. Oh. By a speedboat. And oh. boaters. Yeah. Okay. Was this when was Sleepaway Camp came out? Early 80s. <laughs> I didn't know. Early 80s. Did somebody take a, a reference from Sleepaway Camp? No, it's not. It's definitely not like sleepaway camp and what <laughs> happens to everybody in sleepaway camp with the Yikes. boat. But I was like, oh, Lord, I got a little panicked. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, yes, it's definitely not like sleepaway camp. But he does get hit in the head. Poor Alan gets it ran over uh, by this boat and you think he's going to die. He also loses his wallet. But lo and behold, he is saved by a hand. And that hand belongs to Daryl Hannah. Um, she doesn't have a name. She does have a name, but we can't pronounce it in our um, lower decibel English language speaking vocal cords. 
It, yeah, I don't want to be disrespectful to her and her language. So yeah. I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. Exactly. She has culture because, you know, it's a, an important part of culture, language. And she has a mm-hmm. name, but we just can't mm-hmm. pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And also, if we tried, we would probably shatter some TVs as she does mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. in the movie. But she... um is watching him from afar when he washes up on shore. Wow, a repetitive theme. She want to be where the people are. She want to be where the people are. And he is eventually going to wash up on shore in another movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About 15 years or so. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, wait, tell me your name. And she doesn't do anything. Of course, she's completely naked. She's completely nude. Another part of this wonderful grand tradition of Born Sexy Yesterday. Um, is nudity um and the not understanding the parts of nudity <laughs> and but she runs away she jumps back into the ocean doesn't say anything she goes swimming off i love in my notes i put q pbs nova montage because of all <laughs> the shots of the coral and, and maybe feel like i was watching something from pbs in like 96 it's so pretty. It's like a nature documentary. Yeah. Midway through. It's like. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't say Nova because Nova was like high powered cameras. This is definitely like with some lo-fi shit. But uh, she's swimming along and she accidentally encounters Walter who tries to take a picture of her. But she swims away. We should also say this tail was fully functional. Daryl yes. Hannah was wearing this tail. She actually swam with her legs together. Like that's how she learned how to swim. So she could swim with his tail with no problems. And I guess, too, she was fast enough that when they were filming her, she would swim faster than they could, like, keep up with her, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would feel with no legs. (laughs) This is how all mermaids should be filmed. Realistic (laughs) effects for mermaid people, for mer people. Okay. You know, get some realism. You okay. can catch the light on the tail, even with <laughs> modern technology, with all the people who have, like, ability to do special effects. Imagine what you could do. All the people on that fucking sci-fi show. What was it called? I forgot. Um, I forget the the um, the one, the competition, right? Mm-hmm. I can't Imagine what they called. could do with realistic mermaid tails. You know, imagine what anybody could do with an actual um, budget placed in the right place. All them people sitting in the mermaid lagoons at uh, them theme parks where all the little mermaid people just hang out. <laughs> I'm just imagine to... what it would look like. Was it Face Off? Was that the show? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the prosthetics and all that. Um, I don't know if they gave Miss Miss Bailey a fully functional tail. I don't know. I can't wait to see the behind the scenes of this movie. And see just how much green screen is involved because I feel like it's it's a lot. Practical effects add some realism. So like mm-hmm. as a kid watching this, regardless of me watching it now in my adulthood, being like, mm, this film is fucked up in terms <laughs> of story wise, it's like, oh my god, it's a real mermaid. <laughs> like yeah. it's some realism to it because you're filming real objects. Like when later on with her little tail unfurls in the tub. The tail really unfurled. It looked real. Like, that's Mm -hmm. something really that happened. So, to me, watching it, it gave me imagination. Like, oh, my God. Mermaids could be real. Like, 
wow seeing that <laughs> but when you watch a cgi mermaid it just looked like computer graphics it all looks like harry potter on ps1 graphics that's what it looks like <laughs> on ps1 <laughs> have you ever seen the harry potter game on ps1 no have i didn't you ever even have one for that i had that game and oh. that's what all this all the cgi for playstation yes I don't like, think I knew there was a Harry Potter game for PlayStation, but <laughs> all the game, like all the CGI in those films kind of look like PS1 graphics. And mm. it just takes away some of the imagination for ki- yeah. like for kids. Like you're supposed to be sparking imagination and creativity. You're supposed to be making them believe in something. Honestly, you're supposed to be inspiring the next generation of artists and i think by making it look too fakey yeah. you're taking that away from them at this point they're gonna be sparking an ai generator to make this <laughs> nice little mermaid they're cooked we're all fucking cooked the tale was made by makeup artist robert short who won best makeup for uh beetlejuice uh i guess in 1989 and, and he also worked on et moss Growing out of his head. And <laughs> Drew Barrymore thought fucking E.T. was real that she tried to feed him Kit Kats and shit on oh, break. I hate that. I hate <laughs> E.T. With that tweet about killing E.T. with hammers, I think about it almost every day. And I feel more and more like I relate to it because E.T. freaks me out. But it's like, good. It's good effects. You know, I don't know. We, we got it in us anymore. I don't think. Well, I can't. Say, who produced the Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio? Who did that? That wasn't Disney, was it? Mm-mm. Okay. Because I was about to say, maybe I was like, maybe they still got it, but I don't know. <laughs> that was not them. The Robert Zemeckis mm. one is mm. Disney. Mm-mm. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, but it doesn't look like yeah. it was necessary or, or needed at this point. No. Especially how long Guillermo del Toro was working on that. Oh, I can't wait because you know what? We haven't even talked about what we're going to watch next time, which is a Guillermo del Toro movie. I'm assuming there's going to be some bomb ass uh, practical effects in The Shape Mm -hmm. of Water, even though I have not. uh, I've only seen the movie once. I can't really give you a lot of backstory currently, but Guillermo del Toro is a master of wanting things to be as realistic as possible. Mm hmm. As much as he yeah. can, and ooh, can't wait. Um, so yeah, her tail is real. She is real. She is uh, looking around, and she has his wallet. She has maps from the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> did you see? Did you? See? <laughs> she goes into an abandoned ship that's like sunk. There's maps in there, and she finds his. I don't know how she's gonna find his address from like 200 years prior to this movie. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that was even, it might've been more than 200 years. <laughs> I looked Dude, at I the- I got your address from an abandoned ship. <laughs> but I looked up the guy whose name was on the map and it was the a governor of New York. Like he was a governor like in 1760s. <laughs> So I was like, damn, this shit is old as dirt. She had a plan. She was mm-hmm. going to find that man. Yeah, she found that old ass mouth that she said, I'm making my way uptown. Swimming fast. Faces past. Mm-hmm. And she um, makes it to 
the Statue of Liberty, completely nude. Her lower half change when she step out of water. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, well, interesting how that works, too. It's not the upper half. It's just the lower half. Yeah, and maybe she, her she, webbings. Does she have webbings between her fingers or something? I don't think they... So, something was happening with her hands. I could have swore. Her hair is long, though, so she'll need no top. Yeah, it's very um, Eve in the Garden of Eden, covering mm-hmm. the bits. And nobody rec- or not recognizes her. Nobody really notices her, which I thought was very New Yorkish. And then somebody spots her and then they all these men are trying to take pictures with her like she's yeah. sort of like t- like tourist attraction i was like that's yeah really gross and she doesn't know why they're trying to take her picture and the cops end up taking her away they give her a t-shirt and a jacket i don't think they gave her pants no they just gave her a big t what was the thought process back then <laughs> for the, i don't what know was, what was the thought process for that one nypd you don't think the lady needs some panties? It was like, I don't, I don't know. We don't know about this situation. We just go do poo style. Here you go. New shirt. <laughs> call it day. We did our jobs. New York's finest. <laughs> Give another billion. Give another Thumbs billion. <laughs> Imagine Eric Adams being mayor at this. I don't know who was mayor of New York City in 1980, whatever. American, Imagine Eric Adams. No, he would, he would probably have like for Madison in like a tank and you could go take pictures of her from club. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Like at she the, would literally be an attraction. At the club though. Yeah. Smoking hookah. It, <laughs> it would be a commercial saying how you could go take a picture with New York's mermaid. Oh, what a terrible person. Um, So I think at this point they call... Uh, they call Alan because Madison, she's not Madison yet. I've been calling her Daryl Hannah this whole time. Um, she can't speak Engli- English or any land language, I should no. say. You know, she might be in tune with the fish at this point um, or the dolphins, the whales. Can she speak whale? Don't know. We didn't have that concept back then. <laughs> we didn't have the concept of speaking whale back in 1984. But they call Alan because she has his wallet. He comes and finds her. Um, and as soon as she sees him, she kisses him. I think when she met him on the beach, she kissed him, right? Mm-hmm. Every time they meet, she's just like, uh. <laughs> She's very my man, my man, my man. Oh, at the jump. Like, I was just like, is she just going to kiss him every single time they meet? <laughs> and they were like, the police is like, do you know this lady? He's like, no. They're like, she know you. Take this stranger home with you. Yeah, one less stranger in, in bookings. <laughs> I guess. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you so much, police officers. So much so much goes into your jobs. <laughs> like, mm. But every time she sees him, she started making out with him. Yeah. And then he brings her to his home where she has some problems with that revolving door. <laughs> Which I had hmm. done. I had done something similar. Where I'm just like, what am I supposed to get out of here? <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid, I was like, what am I supposed to do? How do I get out of here? Again, childlike. Because I would not do that now as a grown woman. I would know when to get out of a revolving door 
or traffic yeah. circle or any of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've you know, I've been in a few little whoop bumps on the traffic <laughs> thing, but again, also missed my little exit on them a couple of times. Oh, I missed my exit, now, but I took another one. <laughs> I, I know better now. <laughs> yeah. Madison, she took an exit, but it was right back outside. And then she went back inside and they start making out in the building almost. Wait, didn't they start making out in the building? Like in her in his lobby? Yeah. And I was like, this feels very sex worker coded. Were you picking up on that vibe? Like I was picking up on that vibe. They they make a lot of comments about Madison. Oh god. And her yeah. behavior. Yeah. She was he said he was she was gonna give him a heart attack. I was like, how old are you, Alan? <laughs> you shouldn't be uh worrying about your health doing strenuous exercise. <laughs> like what are you talking about? What are you talking about, sir? But she's like making out him and people are looking at him like other men are looking at him and looking at her in the yeah. lobby and then they make out in the lot in the elevator and then after that I was like did they well I couldn't tell I thought the elevator got stuck but I don't think it did because it looked like it was in between three and four so I was like did they get stuck I was like did you stop the elevator to have sex with this lady <laughs> inside the elevator that you met five minutes ago how did you feel what did you think what was the what was what were you interpreting? Because it's all inferred. And they they have sex numerous times, from what I gather, yeah. based on later comments. When this lady couldn't speak, she couldn't speak English. Like, what in the ninety day fiance is this for real? Yeah, the the, <laughs> the three day, the three day night. Oh, three day fiance, married at first sight. Yeah, the full <laughs> moon, the full moon fiance. <laughs> The full moon fiance. Yes, perfect. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought that he I, I assume that they had sex maybe because she was in her shirt, but then she was wearing his robe mm -hmm. and looking at his fish tank, which is one of those like built-in fish tanks from the 80s that you you knew you had money when you had one of those kind of things, situations. Mm -hmm. And um also, he, yeah, he's Ellen is rich. Yeah, he is. He is he rich. has a really he has an apartment with a doorman. And he his apartment is very nice. So to that, to me, I was like, oh, he he got money. But he doesn't act like he has money. He doesn't act like he has money. He does not. Um, he does not dress like he has money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not flashy like Freddie is. Freddie be driving around with a with that. I don't know. Sports car. I want to keep calling it a Corvette, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But it's like a bright red. Um, despite his brother's best interests or worst interests or whatever, like the business is good and Alan has money and he um, is whistling. This is why I thought he had sex because he was up there whistling and making her dinner. And I was like, damn, she put it down. <laughs> it's like that Jasmine Sullivan song, One Night Damn. And she was like, I was making him pancakes. And, stuff. <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, got your ass. And he... It's like, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to put the TV on for you like a child. <laughs> like you would do a child when you have to run, make a real quick stop somewhere and you don't have time to get a babysitter. And um, he leaves and immediately comes back and starts making out with her some more. And then when he gets to the market, he is singing like he is Gene fucking Kelly. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, what's up with you? You've been gone for two days. We have not seen you in two days. What What's your deal he's just so excited and happy and and madison is at home. well she's not madison but we're gonna call her madison uh she's at home 
And she's watching TV and she's like, oh, I got to be fine. Like the girls of the Bloomingdale's and crying collection commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so 80s. So like, I got to go to the store. The only mm-hmm. store I know. I saw commercials. Mm-hmm. Bloomingdale. Yep. And she manages to say Bloomingdale's to the uh, doorman. He calls her taxi. She's dressed in his clothes. I like how she put on Alan's outfit for a nice little, uh, I hate to reference it, but they also reference it in the movie, but Annie Hall. <laughs> yeah. It's a very like masculine, uh, like with the suit and the tie and his shoes and all that. And she goes down to the Bloomingdale's and has herself a shopping spree. She knew to take that, take that wallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't know how to take anything else, but she took that damn wallet with her down to the stove. And she gets a makeover. Uh, love a makeover montage. I, this, okay, this line from this lady, the sales lady. Oh, God. Where? About her daughter? Yeah. So it's like Madison is like looking at clothes and she, and the lady's like, oh, girl, the Annie Hall days are over. You need to get yourself a new look. And Madison starts looking at this one dress and she's like, oh, you know, that might work for you. Um, I can't get in it, but my daughter can. She's lucky. She's anorexic. And I was like, wow. That, I was like, wow. oh, wow. I, I, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, damn, it was 1984. Mm. Was like, Ugh, damn. There was um an episode of Mad Men I watched that I think about often where Betty is at uh, Dawn's wife. Because I know you haven't watched the show. But um, Betty goes to a, she's like doing horse riding as like her new activity or whatever. And her friend is talking about her, she found out her daughter has been keeping her lunch money. She wasn't spending her lunch money. And and Betty was like, oh, good. That's good for her. She's watching her weight. Her daughter was like 12 or 13. (laughs) I was Mm. like, oh, that's terrible. These poor babies (laughs) are so Mm. ruined. Oh, God, it's awful. And those are not even boomers ruining their children. These are the people before the boomers. (laughs) It's Mm. slightly slightly worse. Uh, They're all dead, so we can't really hold them accountable (laughs) Mm. from the afterlife. But if you think it all started with the boomers, girl, it was definitely not them. Their parents were Mm. fucking them up. (laughs) Madison gets a new look from this lady. I mean, thank God she didn't give her any other advice. Madison goes and she finds the TV section and she just, I don't know what the proper term is. Is it like a sponge? She just like, just, she is speaking English in a matter of hours. <laughs> it, was it, I think, I feel like it reminds me of like when, um, in Earth Girls Are Easy mm. with Jeff Goldblum. I think they also learn really fast through either TV or reading books. Because they learn like through culture and they just absorb everything yeah. as aliens. It's what? immersion. That's a cultural immersion. They tell you to do that when you're learning languages. Yeah, you will not. Have you said Earth Girls are easy? I haven't. It's been on my list for so fucking long. I'm so sorry. Like since we yeah. watched uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> Very long time. Really hot. He looks good from the, the things. Isn't Earth Girls are easy on Disney Plus? It probably is. Oh, it's on Tubi. Tubi. Tobias, sponsor us. You are. <laughs> Tubi has everything. Tubi, sponsor us. We are giving you, we are sending people to your site on every single episode. <laughs> I'm going to go. I was just on there earlier this morning. So uh, if you want to watch Earth Girls Easy, um, you should watch. I think TV sounds like the 
the faster way to to absorb information back then. I don't know about now. And you also start talking like an infomercial uh, lady, oh. like Madison does. Yeah, yeah. She starts quoting what was it, Crazy Eddie? Okay, uh, Crazy Eddie, and then she's doing um, it's like some Jane Fonda type workout. Like yes. exercise thing and they're like ma'am you need to leave the store and she's like no <laughs> i have to she's still doing her squats and her i don't know what's that thing where you used to step up on the thing and they step down whatever that little the aerobic yeah aerobicizing but like that little step they would have step aerobics step aerobics mm-hmm. yeah all that she's enjoying herself they just don't know what to do with her she she don't understand when you're trying to put her out you about to start playing closing time, time by Sydney Sonic. About to put her ass out the store. Yeah. Yeah. They want to get her out. And Alan luckily comes and finds her. And he's like, hey, like, what's uh what's going on? Let's let's leave. Like, let's, you know, I he's not even mad that she brought a bunch of shit on his, I'm assuming his credit card or whatever. No, he's like, Yeah, let's go home. And she was the Perk is like, yeah, I've been trying to tell her to leave, but she don't, she don't know what's up. And yeah. he was like, yeah, she doesn't speak English. And she's like, what do you mean, Alan? What's up, boo? I haven't seen you all day. Yeah. I'm just watching a little TV. You know, 90 Day Fiance is on. You know, I got to catch up. Seeking a brother mom. husband. <laughs> also, TLC, Warner Brothers Discovery. We talked a little bad about you, but come sponsor us too. We... <laughs> we we watch your programming oh, we much. enjoy your programming so much and when you merge in may because this was happening you're gonna merge we'll have the movies and the tv to talk about mm-hmm. this is a partnership we are putting it out there <laughs> someone connect mm-hmm. us but before they leave the store um this is when she tells him her name and it is some dolphin squeaks Mm-hmm. and it's so loud or at least what's that where you can like you know a dog can hear something or whatever like the frequency like, yeah um i don't the frequency was too much for the tvs <laughs> and they all shattered mm-hmm. and alan's like we gotta get the fuck out of here how about them nicks yeah <laughs> so they're walking and madison is just kind of like in you know she does stuff like she We'll walk in traffic without looking both ways and she almost gets hit and some guy cusses her out. And then she's looking at the crosswalk sign and was like, it's so pretty. And he's like, yeah, I guess it is. Sure. Why not? This is when she ends up getting her name. Um, yes. Uh, she, they're like looking around. They don't really know. And he was like, well, what about Madison? Because of the street sign from Madison Avenue. And he was like, that's not really a name. It is a name, but he was like, that's not really a but name. But <laughs> this is funny. So, like, prior to this movie, it technically wasn't a name name. Interesting. Oh, no. Um, The only other way it was used, it was, like, James Madison. Yeah, I was going to say. president. So, like, a surname. Yeah. Like, due to the popularity of this name, it has an impact on popular culture, and people started naming their kids Madison. So mm-hmm. this is how Madison as a name, more likely like girls' names, yeah, became popular. Kind of okay. like how you started to see a bunch of Ariels. Oh God. In the early <laughs> late 80s. 
this early 90s i hope not oh no ariel sounds like such an old thing to me yeah like oh gosh I always you get a lot of jasmines in oh the, yeah like the impact of jasmine on the culture i always feel bad when people are named ursula even though it's not yeah. an ugly name but every time i think about it i just think like, you associated with that but yeah but this movie had like a direct impact on naming patterns interesting like kids out of this name like it helped popularize madison as a name she proved you wrong tom hanks it is a name she is now Madison Avenue. Miss <laughs> Madison Ave. Miss Madison Ave, Maddie Ave. And um, she also tells him that um, that she is only staying for six days. If she stays longer, she can't go back. He thinks that she is talking about immigration. I don't know what country that he thinks she is from, but it doesn't seem to be a problem. He's like, it's, it's no biggie. Just tell me about... You know, where are you from? What you do there? But also, <laughs> what? Okay, first of all, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Racism or what? xenophobia. Xenophobia. What What language do you think <laughs> speaks dolphin? in dolphin, <laughs> dolphin squeals? Like, what the fuck? Uh, I, I, no. <laughs> I don't know what he wasn't thinking. He's not thinking with his head, Brittany. Not the one on his shoulders. Like, I'm sorry. If someone says my name is a series of dolphin speaks, I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, this is a fish person of fish culture. Like, that's where I would that's go. Exactly, would that, is, is that exactly where your brain would go? If you Either I'd be like, they're fucking with me or they're a fish person <laughs> of fish culture. What if you didn't have any... Uh, Understanding of fish people and fish culture. If she hit the decibel to make all the TVs and shit shatter, if she hit those Mariah Carey notes and she's not Mariah Carey, I'd be like, okay, this is a fish person of fish culture. Mm. So, like, I wouldn't be like, okay, she got to go back before the full moon. And also she's talking about, I got to go back before the moon turn full. Like, that sounds like a curse. Like, she's in curse terms. And I'd be like, you know, yeah, he's, so. <laughs> he's just too logical for that. I think I think he's just too logical for that. He's not thinking like that. Yeah. You can't speak to me in a riddle and then be like, <laughs> expect <laughs> me to be like, okay, so yeah, your flight leaves on the full moon. Like a full moon is not a, a day of the week. Answer my riddles three. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't talk to me like that and do like these, this is mythical creature shit. You just can't rationalize it i'm sorry <laughs> well um i guess the only thing he does rational rationalize is that she needs somewhere to stay and he was going to get her a hotel mm-hmm. but isn't it just better if she just stays with him you know which partially i was like yo you you full of shit bro but then also like i mean she's walking in front of cars and taxis and stuff she's gonna get ran over shown Watch yourself. Yeah, she's not making her way from a hotel to his place. And this is the scene I think you were talking about with the um, bath. She takes a bath in the moonlight. She goes and gets yeah. his, uh, what is it, Morton salt? Yeah, she <laughs> make her little salt water bath so she mm-hmm. feel like home and she unfurl her tail mm-hmm. and she go underwater and she mermaided and <laughs> it's so nice. Like she is, she's a mermaid. Mm-hmm. You see like a mermaid the thing is that when she is in water she is activated 
And then Alan wakes up. He's like, "Hey, what's going on in there?" And she's like, "Don't come in." And he's like, "Wait, why can't I come in?" And then he's because she's like, taking a shit. And she she's like, "I'm not dressed or something like that." And all that. And he starts to break the door down. I was like, "That's not." I mean, she does fall. Like she makes a thumping sound, and so he's like, "Wait, what the hell is happening?" And so he just breaks down the door, or he tries. Um, and then he finally gets the door open, and she's standing there, or she's sitting there with her legs, um, because she was using a hair dryer. <laughs> she yeah, she's trying to dry her legs or her fins off. Yeah, she's trying to to deactivate the water, um, to make herself go back to being a human. I don't know who she. We never got how she figured this leg part out. <laughs> Maybe like when she walked up on land, like mm. maybe when she like scooted out. Yeah, I'm gonna say how she walked up on land. <laughs> maybe she was sitting on a rock or something, and then she yeah, was like, oh, I dry it out. Oh, shit, what is those? Yeah, <laughs> what, what do they those? call them? Feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, flipping your fans, you don't get too far. Mm-hmm. Legs are required. <laughs> you know, yep. you better sing that song. You better know every lyric. <laughs> I also love how she was combing her hair in the bath. And I was like, if there's nothing a mermaid won't do, it is comb their hair. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a thingamabob, though. Lots long and lustrous. Was it a thingamabob? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. She the got fork. Yeah. Was it the fork? Was it the thing- <laughs> thingamabob? She got- That's a dingle hopper, I think. Yeah, dingle, <laughs> which is the worst name ever. <laughs> when she was at that damn, this is Ariel we're talking about. She's at that damn table combing it out. Mm-hmm. Everybody looking like, uh, what the fuck? You know, in our 1700s, 1800s society, bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, she getting hair up on the food? No. Mm-hmm. You about no. to have some crack cookies? Mm-hmm. We already have uh, questionable uh, hygiene habits here, but now you're mm-hmm. just doing a little bit much. <laughs> you just take it to another level. Um, but this is the scene. No, this is the line where I think you were talking about where she was like, I was shy. I didn't want you to come in because I was shy. He was like, you were shy. After the car and the elevator and the bedroom and top of the refrigerator. And I was like, the top of the refrigerator? What? Like, what have y'all been doing? That was fucking fucking, man. I was like, Tom Hanks, you a hoe. I mean, he's not a hoe, but a little bit. She's like, ha, 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 I'm just shy. Good night. Gosh. Gosh. This poor, poor child. <laughs> like, this is before she could speak English? Sir. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she agreed. She was like, Ugh. she was into it. She loved her some Alan. She found she his, did. she found her his wallet. She found her ancient map. She found her <laughs> man. She let the police know. I know this man. Do you know me? <laughs> no, but I know him. Oh, God. It is cool. I'm God. down the clown. Mm. Let's go. Wow. Well, I guess they're falling more in love, even though he don't want to call it love. Walter finds out that they're in New York. And so this becomes the Walter Stalker Hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His headline was like, the way he found out, it was like, nude woman at Statue of Liberty. He's like, naked ladies, that's a mermaid. I know that bad signal anywhere. <laughs> but I want to go back, I forgot. Um, when Freddie's like, Alan, you were in love with this girl. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, Alan, weren't you just talking about how you wanted to be in love so damn bad? What's the problem? He, mm. He's like, so there's, a, there's something off about her. And I was like, I mean, obviously, yes, but it doesn't stop you. 
<laughs> he's like, it's something wrong with her, but I can't put my finger on it. It's I can't something stop that touching she's... her with my dick. Like, what? That wasn't enough. It wasn't. It's something she's not telling me, but I can't figure it out. And I don't have also, time to I figure it out. Also, I have not had a really meaningful conversation with her about anything ever. Also, we don't have time to do that, but it's cool. <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> It's so raggedy when you really get down to it. Like Freddie was the only one who was making sense. I was like, y'all know nasty pervert brother that still throws down quarters and shit on the floor to look up women's skirts is telling you the tea and you won't. Ex- I mean, I wouldn't accept it from him either because he's a fucking idiot. But like, you don't. He's the only I mean, one who seems to get to understand. Like he understands that you are full of shit right now and you don't want to agree. It's like if you love her as is, if you love her as a mer lady, you love her. You don't but know you also a <laughs> like it's like it's something wrong with her, and you I know, can't figure out what it is. But he's not trying but to figure it out. You love her, like you love her <laughs> because not, of whatever this mysterious thing about her is, which yeah, is but, she's a mer lady. But, but but you also are trying to pick that apart, uh, being he, a weirdo loser. But he doesn't know that she's a mer lady. Yeah. She's just some weird girl that doesn't know things. And I was like, is that is that interesting to you? Like, that she doesn't know things? Like, you don't want somebody on your level that knows stuff about stuff? Hmm. That won't make her interesting. Men are so You won't have <laughs> things to talk about. They don't have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking anyway. And, like, yeah. As you, and I feel like in the next scene, we'll see a little bit more of that because he tries to initiate a conversation with her is this the scene where he's like let's go on a date yeah i can't remember if this is when because there's a few there's a few dates there's like or maybe i don't know if it's all one date i can't remember but i know that they go listen to music she's never heard music before which is like okay that's weird yeah and then um he tells her about the boat accident but he didn't tell her that he thought he saw a mermaid. Um, and she like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And, she, and he's like, he's like, what? And he's what? Like, Never mind. <laughs> She's like, I mean, I remember. I understand. Oh uh, yeah, I understand. I don't remember. I understand or whatever. And you know, words. Um, this is when she also gives him a fountain from a mermaid, like a yeah. mermaid fountain in the park that they walked by, which is like a giant size, like like park size fountain in his house <laughs> don't yeah. know what it's connected to or hooked up to but it is running in his house she traded her necklace <laughs> which is the only possession that she brought with her from her house her home <laughs> and she traded her necklace for the fountain yeah um because prior to that alan had given her a gift of no, a music box i think it was like snuggle. a yeah with people like yeah, it was like a Dancing. musical. I don't know if it was a musical snuggle. I forgot. <laughs> and she wanted to, you know, return the favor and give him a gift. So she traded her only earthly possession yeah. for a giant fountain for him. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah, he she brought it into the house. But also he hesitated in saying I love you. Yeah, she I forgot. She tells him that she loves him. And who was this day two? I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I love the fountain that you gave me. But then he says it back, I think. 
after that? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I love it. I love you, baby boo. <laughs> yeah, I was looking a little shaky there. It was a little like, yeah. is he going to do it? Is he going to let her down? Is this how it's going to happen? And then they end up in a seafood restaurant where she takes a big ass bite out of the back of a fucking lobster. And everybody's like, hey, mm-hmm. what's going on over there? <laughs> Once again, she's a weirdo. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, like, wouldn't you like to stay with me or something like that? And she's like, I can't stay. And he's like, well, if it's like an immigration thing, like, we don't have to worry about that. Like, you can just, you can either work for me in the market. Like, I can give you a job, you can get a visa, or like, you can marry an American. <laughs> you know, you know, hint, 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 like, hint. What? day is this like are you fucking kidding me this is crazy this is nuts but you can't you can't say i love you right off rip but (laughs) you (laughs) you can suggest marriage with this fish lady i she's the one she showed up in his life right at the moment that he was like still in his breakup moment yeah i i I don't even want to say the moment that he needed her because yeah he didn't even get over that one breakup yeah also, I, they were meant to be. Sure. I can't I mean, even say that because <laughs> shit. I don't know. Man, you know what? Mm. These things this just This romance is this romance looking a little rocky. Yeah. Look how you, funny in the light. The more you analyze it, the more you're just like, hey, that's a little weird. <laughs> just a little weird. Why not? Uh, and after this, they go skating, uh, ice skating. And of course, she's never been ice skating before because she ain't never done shit before. She's never seen frozen ice before. I don't think there's mermaids in the Arctic. Maybe they don't have an Arctic community. Oh, when water gets cold, it looks like this. And he like, yeah, duh. He's mad at her because he tries to ask her to marry him for real. Because he was like, I was just kind of giving you hints. I didn't really ask you the thing I really wanted to ask you the way I wanted to ask you at the restaurant. So at this moment in time, he's like, hey, like, do you want to marry me? Or will you marry me or whatever? And she's like, no. And he is so fucking upset. <laughs> He's mad, man. He's big mad. Why are you mad, though? You didn't even... Oh, whatever. <laughs> Men He's so, so mad. Men of any decade are so fucking stupid. It just is baffling. It's shocking and, and appalling. My note says, Alan is getting mad at a fish lady <laughs> because she's a fucking fish lady and he's trying to have an adult human relationship with her. She's a fucking fish lady. <laughs> she doesn't know anything outside of fish culture. <laughs> I mean, maybe they get married down. I was going to say down south. Maybe they get married <laughs> in, under the water, under the sea. Um, I just don't. It's First of all, even in a normal human relationship, fucking like three days or whatever, like you're doing a lot. But then I guess because she's like, I want to tell you something. But then he's like, what is it? And then I hated when he was like, oh. Oh, yeah. You know, were you, what did he say? I can't remember. He's, he's it's like, anything will be okay. You could tell me, you know, you, you have a criminal background. You could even tell me that you used to be a man. It's totally okay. And I was like, uh, okay, we're doing some 1980s transphobia. Awesome. They try to bring the that 80s. shit back. Great. I just saw someone bring back a interview of Lady Gaga from twenty nine or two thousand nine or whatever. Remember when they thought that she had a penis because of like some of her costume or whatever, and then 
uh, Anderson Cooper asked her on CBS, like, you know, these rumors. And she's like, well, would it be so bad if I did? <laughs> like, and what is your fucking problem? Like, I don't care. My fans don't care either. And people are like, oh, I knew it. That Lady Gaga was a man. And I was just like, this is so, like, we are pulling stuff from way back. <laughs> this is like almost 10-year-old shit. We are bringing that back. I was like, it'll be the 80s where you know it. I swear to God. It'll be the 80s. Yeah, we are regressing at yeah. a rapid rate as a society. Girl, we gotta get um, out of here. We gotta find a place. We gotta we gotta make it happen. We gotta build a commune or something. Please, somebody welcome us <laughs> elsewhere. Also, to more on that, like to watch that clip and take that out, like to watch that clip and take that part mm. to say that even though Gaga says that, like mm, to to say. Like Gaga's like so fucking what, yeah, and also so fucking what. What yeah. does it matter? Yeah, she's like I don't. But if I did, what what would it like, matter? What, what would it matter? What would the start? What would the purpose be? Um, I'm a fucking singer. Like, <laughs> what you don't want to fuck me anymore? Like, what do you? Is that the problem? All of a sudden, you don't want to fuck me anymore? Is that the big problem? This is yeah. I didn't like that little line. I know it was like a throwaway line or whatever. It's probably like you know, haha. Like she could be a man. We just don't know what she's hiding. That's her big secret. Like okay. I don't know. I was like she's. I guess she's trying to tell him, but she just can't figure out how to say it in the right way or something. And so then he starts. He starts skating without her. He's all mad at her. And then he's looking at this old couple, and he's like, "Well, they get to live together forever." <laughs> What is your fucking deal? Do you know you're embarrassing? You're an embarrassment. You, you don't know this woman and she's trying to tell you something so important to like she's literally trying to tell you who she is as a mer woman and you are being an asshole. Like you are cutting up in public. You are being a white man <laughs> in public <laughs> like this. And she's literally just trying to tell you, like, yo, bro, I do not live on the surface. I live <laughs> underwater. I can't be here past the full moon. I got three more days. And uh, the sea witch gonna take my fucking legs. <laughs> like, like, I gotta like make a is Ursula like the fucking like uh, Mer Mafia or whatever? Like, she might be. <laughs> I made this deal. She I is like a loan shark. She gonna take my fucking legs. Like, I got to move fast. So, like, you got to get with it. Like, you know, this is vacation. Yeah. She's like, let's make it count. But, like, he's so nasty to her. And then finally, she just, like, gets mad at him. And she runs away. Like, runs where he can't find her. He spends all night looking for her in the rain. And which I thought was, like, weird. Because I was like, is she hiding out from the rain? Because she can't really get wet like that. Unless, like, I don't know what the real rules are for that. But... She ends up finding him like the next morning and she says, okay, let's get married, which I was like, girl, do you really want to even get married? I mean, she probably does, but she's like, we got a, a big problem, a big elephant in the room. Um, but, you know, he is so fucking excited. <laughs> He's like, you're going to love being married to me. I was born to be married. I come from a long line of married people. <laughs> no, I mean, that's cute. But at the same time, you're not loser. after you didn't cut up like that. <laughs> and you're a loser, sir. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how I feel about people who be like, yeah, I was meant to be married forever. I'm like, no, I mean, let's get just, some hobbies. Yeah. Like, let's hobby. pick up pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, have an interest outside of the person that you're with. 
Mm -hmm. know, it's okay to be obsessed with the person that you're with, but have other things that you Mm -hmm. do for a healthy love balance you know mm-hmm. love life balance don't don't make it weird honestly if you marry a mermaid you could like make mermaid art he don't know he's gonna get married to a mermaid yet mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. so they are going to a dinner with the president <laughs> they got invited to a presidential dinner i don't understand how that would have happened as him as a fishmonger no he's not a fishmonger but like as a, pro- a produce supplier but you gotta connect yeah. with the i don't remember how this happened he was supposed to bring freddie he ends up bringing madison at the same time walter has been going around throwing water on random women because he keeps seeing them out in the streets and he keeps finding some random po- uh, fire hose or like a bucket of water or whatever and he's throwing them on the wrong people and then getting his ass beat by their husbands and so he tracks them down to this dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where he is once again trying to spray them but he gets escorted out by secret service because he's got something big and bulky under his jacket and then he's also like pulling stuff out of the jacket he's it was like okay you're you're being weird we gotta get you out of here the president is right there and um I think outside they're like taking him away and then somehow he manages to splash Madison with water. From yeah, he still got his like little to oh, go to go squirter. Yeah, his like, Ghostbusters situation. Yeah, he got his to go tank of water. Mm-hmm. And he like, oh no, <laughs> he getting arrested. Like, ah, and he's one last shot. Yeah, and he sprays her in front of all these reporters because there's all these people who are like trying to figure out who this guy is. The Secret Service is about to put into their mystery van of death. And (laughs) you could be like, this man is trying to assassinate the president and instead it's a man trying to spray a mermaid with water. Yeah, God bless. God bless people. Oh yeah, because this is also after he has shown his scientific quote-unquote findings to his fellow scientists and they're like, you are a loser and we do not have time for this. We have actual real things that will matter to the realms of paleontology and biology and whatever. And this is stupid and you need to get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, You are a disgrace. Yeah, he's a disgrace to the scientific community. He's also wasting their time, but he's doubly amped up because his girl keeps escaping him. And also he has been rock, uh, mocked and ridiculed by his um, scientific uh, colleagues so he gets his one shot and he sprays her and lo and behold, she turns to a mermaid right before everybody's eyes. Alan is stunned, so stunned that he can't even help her when she's crying for help. And I was yeah. just like, is this what, this is how you're going to get off on the wrong foot of a married You're not life? helping your, your fiance because you, you're not helping her because she's like, Alan, Alan, help. I'm yeah, she's crying. So and bad. I'm being a, taken away by the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> Help. He just like, I'm I'm marrying a mermaid. I was smacking it out with a mermaid. I'm gonna let the US government take her. Yeah, they took her and just threw her in some random car, some black car, and they took him away. And he's still so in shock, he doesn't even struggle. And I was like, I guess, I guess you both going, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you just gonna let her get taken away like that. Like you are you ain't even trying to fight, you ain't punch nobody, you yeah. ain't nothing. You Flop. just like, oh. Flop ass bitch. This, this, we skipped over this part too. He wanted to get married that night. He wanted to get married after the president's dinner. <laughs> he was like, we don't need blood tests. We could go to Maryland. Do you have a blood test? Is that a thing? What is that about? In the 80s you did? I don't know if you said. I, I, I'm not a married person, y'all. I'm not either. 
I'm very I, much single. Um, ready <laughs> to me go. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not single. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> God, Brittany, Brittany, should I delete that in case somebody hears this? All right, she is not single. She is, she is a taken one. I don't know. <laughs> you did used to have a blood test. That's weird. Before you got married, I know in the eighties you did. I don't know if you still have to do that today. Um, it doesn't sound like it. Um, this is about so venereal disease. Okay. Yeah. So they could avoid spreading an undetected venereal disease to the spouse and future children. So this is after like the increase of like syphilis and, and other things like that. Um, I also see some things about the Tuskegee. Uh, uh, what is it? This Tuskegee, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't know that they did that, but apparently you can go to Jersey and not do that. So people were actually um, going to other states. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, I guess they were doing it and they weren't uncovering anything. It says only eight of the 70,000 HIV tests came back positive, which I mean, is a good thing. Like, you know, huh. but they were doing all these tests in like Illinois or wherever. And, and then they, um, and then also you had to pay for it yourself. So people were just like, yeah, I'm going across state to do that. So yeah. I don't know when they stopped doing that. I've never heard of that. Um, I don't talk about married things because I'm not married and I have no interest in doing stuff like that. But he wanted to go. He was like, it's go time. We're, we're getting married t- today. He was like, let's go. Oh, my bad. We got to go to the president's dinner. We got to go see. <laughs> not Ronald. Fake but Reagan. Yeah, somebody. Get a little, little chicken breast. He actually kind of looked very um, Bill Clinton-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to see that. But um, yeah, they've been taken away to a government facility, which I, we will see more of in <laughs> The Shape of Water. Uh, it's been funny how this all kind of cl- come together. It all kind mm-hmm. of came full circle. I, my mom, I told my mom that we were doing this and she was like, why would you even put those two together? And I was like, I have a vision. <laughs> <laughs> A vision will be had here today. <laughs> uh, but it does all work out in the end. We'll see more of that um, in our next episode. But they got Madison. First of all, they got Alan hooked up in a tank of water. His head is above the water, but he's naked. Mm-hmm. So he's holding his he's holding his little junk. And he's like, I'm not a fish. <laughs> you know, he, he people. He, he people. A naked man in a tank of water. Yeah, I texted you and I was like, he naked? <laughs> Like not Thomas of Hanks. I my goodness, I had him nude for Walt Disney Pictures. <laughs> but Touchstone Films, yes, Touchstone Films, a subsidiary of Walt Disney. <laughs> you know they could do that because it's not a Disney movie, but mm-hmm. theoretically. But um, they had him in the tank for like twelve hours, mm-hmm. which I was like, I feel like that's a human rights violation of some kind. Probably, but this is government, the secret <laughs> government testing. Yeah, this is for the um the betterment of America and America's interests. Mm-hmm. So that all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are no longer a person with rights <laughs> once they've mm-hmm. decided that you are a problem. And they bring in Madison to show like if he has a reaction to Madison, like if he turns into a fish when she's around, which she's still with her tail and she mm-hmm. tries to hug him or something and he like, like, get away from me. <laughs> and he goes, eh, eh, eh. 
Wow, what a great start to the marriage. This would have been a fantastic marriage. I can't. This is wait. your fiance. Y'all was engaged for 50 minutes. Like 18 <laughs> hours ago. Y'all's finna get married. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, girl. It would have been a terrible marriage. Cause you know, if you act like this and you ain't even walk down the aisle, like I think it's gonna continue. Like it's not gonna get any better. So she's left alone in the tank and he I guess they leave him on his doorstep with a bunch of reporters and they're asking, like, oh, like, did you have sex with the mermaid? And he was like, no, which obviously, like, okay, liar. And then he's- <laughs> they, they were asking a really intrusive question. So he, they're like, y'all, y'all was fucking? <laughs> did she, what did they ask if she was in a relationship with Richard Gere or somebody? Or- uh, yes, there's something <laughs> like that. Some, or, was it George Clooney? Was George Clooney famous? Like no, no, no. He was unemployed and broke, <laughs> about to do facts of life. Fat, broke, and nasty, and he had one <laughs> chance. <laughs> that tweet will go down in history. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was some white guy, famous white guy. They're like, oh, is she date? It's from People magazine, so of course, it's you know gossip. And he was like, get away from me, and um. Poor Madison is in her um, tank fucking molting and shit. Like, it's not yeah. good. And Wall Street no. starts to feel bad. Yeah, she's like, oh, she pale. She pale. She- oh, she a person in theory? She turned it into Ashy E.T. Please. Oh, God. Save her. <laughs> they killed E.T. Oh, God. Oh, that movie. Um, he Yeah, he's really upset. He's asking the head scientist to, like, you know... What do you plan on doing with her? And he's like, we're going to investigate her internally, investigate her reproductive organs. I was like, what? I was like, how are you going to do that? Where are they? (laughs) Do you know where they are? That's none of your business. It's none of your business. And can you do this when she's breathing is my other question. You're just going to let her die. No, they was about to pop the cap. This is why I said, you know, if you're going to make a discovery, please be sure to test out the the temperature of the rest of the community because they might just let your discovery uh, waste away alone in a tank. Allen's up tracking Walter down and they have a little fight where he stabs in the leg <laughs> with a dentist needle. Um, after, this is after Freddie was like, go after that girl. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need to go fight for her. Fight for your fish. And um, Walter's like, I can get you in there. But you had to pose as like Swedish scientists. Yeah. <laughs> they can't say it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's German for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freddie knows some Swedish because he watches porn. Porn saves the day, I guess. Because yeah, it- nasty ass. <laughs> so they managed to get around the security guard. And they go in there and they rescue her. And then there's a chase. And this is about the time I was kind of fading out. So I don't really know what else happens. Um, I guess they go to a dock and she's like, you can come with me, but you can't come back. Yeah, it's basically like they gonna hunt us forever. If he comes to the mermaid land, like he can't be a, he can't do double duty. Like he can't go back for Christmas and other holidays. It's like, it was basically what I gathered from what she was speaking. Because the, the U.S. government, they tried to shoot them down. Um, <laughs> they had helicopters. They had cars. And she's like, you can't come back. We are wanted people. Mm. So, like, it's like, you just can't 
You can't come back, bro. We on the run. We buy yeah. you pod in this bitch. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, she can't come back either because I feel like no. if she comes back, she won't be allowed to go back to Mermadia, Atlantis, wherever. And so he has to make a decision and she jumps in to save herself. Thank God. And I guess he jumps in after her. He still can't fucking swim. Like at this point, I need, if you're grown, mm-hmm. please learn how to swim. It's really important. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm 100. percent Everybody needs to learn how to swim. So he can't learn how to, he 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 drowned again. This is like his third time drowning in this movie. And she kisses him, and with that kiss, he has the power, the ability to breathe underwater and also fight people underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he ends up fighting one of the guys that's after them, and somehow they get away. They're now one with the sea. They're a family of. <laughs> fish what people? is his last name what is it madison avenue and allen whatever his last name bauer allen like bauer jack. madison avenue bauer and mm-hmm. uh like jack bauer um <laughs> 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 uh, yeah and allen bauer and they live happily ever after as they swim mm-hmm. towards um mermaidia mm-hmm. congrats to them i'm sure it'll be a long and fruitful marriage Mm-hmm. They got a divorce <laughs> six months later. Bless up. I hope King Triton came and stepped in because he was wilding. Alan would be wilding mm-hmm. sometimes. He was a little bit mm-hmm. out of control with that um, obsession with love that he didn't really feel like fulfilling, but he thought it deserved to be his anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, it sucks it had to be you, Tom Hanks. <laughs> it really yeah. did. Because sometimes this character was a loser beyond description. So how do we feel about mm-hmm. this movie? Are we recommending it to the people? I am <laughs> in the middle on this one. Like, okay. I want to say yes, but I'm oh. also saying nah. Like, so, okay. like Alan? Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm like in the, I'm in love with the concept of Splash. Okay, okay, sure. Mermaids, falling in love. Yes. Romps yes. around New York City. Being that I was a mermaid girl when I was younger, anything mm-hmm. involving a mermaid, the likelihood that I will watch it was high. So I've seen this a ton of times. Sure. Um, there is almost little to no characterization of Madison at all. Bless She's this woman. <laughs> almost a non-entity in the film. Like there's no characterization. She has no wants. We have yeah. no idea what she wants at all. Like, yeah. we don't even know if she really, really wants to be with Alan. We don't know why she likes Alan at all. No. Like, what is her, mo- like, what, what, why is she in North New York City? What does she want from Alan? Like, what is her purpose there? She's just there to be a hot lady. Like, <laughs> I feel like he asked her it. this, too. I feel like he said, like, why are you in New York? And I don't know if this is the pre-English speaking part of the movie but she never answered (laughs) and when you think about like if i compare it to like the little mermaid we know exactly what ariel wants like she wants to be where the fucking people are because Mm -hmm. it's a whole song about it and exchange the game for future like um movies made after that with disney Mm -hmm. and even we do know what eric wants like he has to marry a princess so he doesn't get booted from his throne like we have a little bit of both of their motivations. It's going to be an interesting um, one. And we know more about Alan because we have a little bit more of his interior life. Um, but we have no concept of 
anything going on with Madison, with where she comes from, anything about her culture. What's going on with the mer people? You can't introduce a mermaid and then it's nothing else. It's just a mermaid. I just thought about that movie Jungle to Jungle. Oh, with Mimi Siku. Yes, and it just reminded me of this. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot. With my baby. <laughs> Sam Huntington. Sam Huntington. I had such a crush on young Sam Huntington. It was yeah. serious. And um, yeah, it's almost the exact fucking same movie. <laughs> I just realized but, that. It's a kid. But yeah, and a, it's in a more- boy. You know where he came from. Yeah, his yeah, he's got a little backstory. Um, yeah, but yeah, the the chaos that he brings to New York City is immeasurable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't give her anything. God bless. No, she's just so she's. If it wasn't for Daryl Hannah, like it's something about Daryl Hannah's portrayal of Madison mm-hmm. that makes it charming. And yeah. if it wasn't for Tom Hanks, bro. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for Tom Hanks, I don't know what this movie would have been. Bill Murray? <laughs> oh, no. Because, like, Tom Hanks, like, even though Alan is so intensely unlikable in certain moments. Yeah. It's something about his portrayal of that character that makes him likable still. It's something about him that yeah. still makes it likable, still makes the movie watchable. Like, you don't get it together with your dumb ass. Yeah. Yeah, like you still have hope for these two characters that like it's no way y'all can survive underwater. (laughs) You are people and she's a mermaid and you 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 on that sonic timer, bro. Um (laughs) so I'm 50-50 on this one. Mm -hmm. Like I would recommend it if you are looking for mermaid content. If you want to see the unfurl of the tale and see practical effects, like it's worth it to see what you could do in the 80s and have it look real it's just movie magic to me yeah like this is what movie magic is it inspires you to make you want to make a movie yeah yeah that's what it means to me i can see that i can see that i probably am gonna get this a no because i just really didn't like it's like i didn't like it it's just kind of like eh. and i already said before like this type of movie is just kind of so not my wave um with the whole you know oh lost in the big city she doesn't know anything like even though i've seen a bunch of these but i think like because i've seen a bunch of these i'm like we don't need to revisit this <laughs> again from my perspective great mm-hmm. practical effects like uh Brittany said um daryl hannah's really pretty and uh tom hanks like i'm starting to see some stuff there i never really saw anything <laughs> there before but like you know a very young tom hanks i don't know how old he was in this but like you know i i get it Sort of now, kind of. So, I mean, I see that, but just, I don't know. I was like, I've seen this already. Like, I get it. Like, I guess if I was in 1980, whatever, I would be like, yes, this is a great little new thing. Do we talk about how this movie got nominated for Academy Award? <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> we did not. This got nominated for Best Original Screenplay and uh, a Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Like, people really like this <laughs> It was, oh, it was, it did so well. Like when we said it was budgeted, like it had a budget of $11 million. It made like $69.8 million. Yeah. So it was a good, like it was a commercially and creatively successful film. Yeah. 
I just can't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is not for me. They're talking about doing a remake, which. Oh, God. But wait, Ashley. No. Did we vision? talk about this? No. We, the vision, though. The vision might be there. Who is it? Because they're going to switch it. The oh, mer person is it gonna be a man? might be Channing Tatum. Oh, well, you know who can play kind of dumb. <laughs> and the a little bit lost. Is there. The yeah, okay. is there for the mer person. All right. Now, who's going to be his opposite? Who's going to be his Alan? Like the vision that they had in 2019. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. That's like. 50 years ago, it was Jillian <laughs> Bell and Channing Tatum, Who's which I will watch that movie. So Jillian Bell, she, I most recently saw her in I'm Not Okay, okay. which is a movie I really, really liked. Um, um, it's on Hulu. I mean, I'm totally fine. I'm sorry. I liked her, but she's also in Workaholics. She is their coworker on Workaholics, but she's also in like Britney Runs a Marathon. Oh, I've seen this person. Okay, yes, I've seen her. I have not seen anything that they've been in, I don't think. But, I mean, I love a good swap. But I haven't seen any of these things besides what I just mentioned. But, I mean, Channing Tatum being a little lost and confused. I mean, I might be into it. I might suffer. (laughs) Like that's that's a perfect mer person. Like that's mm-hmm. the perfect one. Like, he likes to have fun. He doesn't take himself too seriously. No. Like if I was doing the movie though, it would be like Regina Hall mm-hmm. and Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Regina Hall is a businessy businesswoman whose backyard is by the sea. Yes. And she's just like is taking a break. She comes out, stumbles across a merman. Uh-huh. Shannon Tata. Uh-huh. And they gotta deal with the mer differences. <laughs> the mer differences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, I see the vision. I worry that this movie's not gonna happen because oh, Channing Tata is never happened. Tata has been attached to a lot of things lately, and a lot of them have not mm-hmm. come into fruition. But I mean, I see it. I I you know the men deserve to be the naive ones for once. You see the, the mad now that Barbie is a lawyer, a Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist, um, a doctor, president, all that. And Ken is just Ken. They can't take it. I mean, Ken, Ken had a job. Ken had a job as a jail salesperson. <laughs> when? In your Barbie world? Yeah. I mean, he had his jail spokesperson job he also was a rollerblader okay a figure skater he was yes he was a chauffeur in my world he (laughs) He drove the barbie limo he was at the beach Mm -hmm. was he a lifeguard no barbie was a lifeguard no he was at he was just at the beach (laughs) he was unemployed at the beach just a spectator having a good time it's like yeah more of this I think more of this. Um, I don't like this movie, but we'll we'll you know if we can get more of the maybe the man is a dumbass that would be better. You know, not a dumbass, got- but like just not you know he doesn't just know how things work. You got to learn about the world around you. Yeah, the trope is a little it's a little sus. <laughs> I'm scared to rewatch the fifth element, honestly. Uh, but yeah. So, do we have any um movies that you should watch? Instead of or in comparison or companion to this one. So if we're looking for more 
more merc content. <laughs> um, if we're doing something more, you know, Disney friendly. Okay. Something for the kids. Okay. You know, you got okay. Aquamarine oh, about gosh. best friends to come across a mermaid. That will be, oh my God, Brittany. And then you got Evan Chambers of ABC's Greek. <laughs> I thought this was a, I could have swore this is an Australian. It's movie. also an Australian um, series called H2O about oh, a mermaid. Maybe that's what I am thinking of. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is also on Disney Plus. Um, I don't have anything, I guess, maybe, except for the movie that we're going to watch next time, which is The Shape of Water. I mean, I like this movie. I've seen it once. I will say that if you've not seen this movie, that, I mean, I want to say suspends your belief, but you just have to just kind of say, this is the story. <laughs> Um, because Guillermo del Toro loves his monsters, particularly Frankenstein's monster. But um, this is not like a metaphor. I mean, it's a good like, it's not just a metaphorical fish. Like this, these are, this is a relationship between a fish, a fish man and a woman. So um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you want me to like a movie about a, a man, a fish man and a woman falling in love? Yes, he does. <laughs> He wants you to believe that anything is possible. And I will say just, you know, open your minds when you watch this movie because it has a lot of this similar, it has a lot of similar scenes, I guess, kind of in terms of like government facilities and things like that. But also just, you know, finding someone who is like you in the sense of not belonging and what that means and, you know, how you can find community and understanding across a wide range of people and species. <laughs> That's what it is. So if you do watch this movie, you know, just have it in your heart. Open your heart. Open your mind. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a good movie. Um, so we're watching that one next. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I have not finished it. It's been that much time. Wow. I saw this in the theater. So I saw this right before the Oscars. Um, and I love me some Guillermo. He's only disappointed me like one time. <laughs> so I will follow him most anywhere he decides to go. So um, also noted actress, ma actress. <laughs> yes, you know, executive producer of Green Book, Octavia Spencer is in this. Stop. We need to leave her alone. <laughs> you know, ma, you know, the titular ma. ma. The titular ma. <laughs> we need to leave her alone. <laughs> Oh my god. Octavia Spencer. Um, if you would like to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter still miraculously at BLK Girl Film Club. Um, you can hit us up uh, on our website, blackgirlfilmclub.com, on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club, uh, email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the good places. Um, if you have a favorite platform we are probably on there and we are also going to be doing a couple other things mm. due to the unpredictability of twitter so be on to look out for those things as well yeah some fun things are happening for the summer hopefully fingers crossed we we out here we making it some shit shake and we are bringing you 
more episodes than I think we have ever brought <laughs> during the year yes. before. <laughs> we have been recording, okay? <laughs> yes. So yeah, so celebrate Mermaid with us. Watch Ooh. this movie if you feel the need to watch it yes. or watch any other mer content. If you have any mer content that Brittany might not have seen, mm-hmm. let her know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cannot wait to watch The Little Mermaid in 2023. Please hit us up if you want to give us passes. That'd be so cute. <laughs> I'm just going to be blatant, okay? Like... <laughs> <laughs> movie channels are expensive okay mm-hmm. <laughs> we try to give uh miss hallie some some much needed support because that movie visually might be a hard one yeah but she's gonna sing her ass off that baby's talented if she don't do nothing else there will be a voice to give you chills and i can't mm-hmm. wait can't wait but a pass would be lovely thank you so much disney you know, I will even change my very cursed password. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do not <laughs> need that damn password. Okay, we're done for the day. If that's nothing else, we're gonna go. All right, bye guys. Bye.